What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to another episode of Jonathan Soul. Family, I got a fantastic uh, creator in the virtual studio today. Somebody who not only gave us bounce, which is that philosophical kind of, uh, you know, I, was, I call it, I think it's the, 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 the comic for the smart people. Uh, and the and and the and the person of bounce the smart comic, which you can get on uh, Gumrose if you go to uh, Gumroad.com, whack the bouncer, uh, you can get the three books: first round of shots, second round, and bounce top shelf uh, digital version. I think I got all three of these. Uh, and then uh, and then of course um, there is another project that he'll share later on. In the uh, in the show, but ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Collins, how you doing, brother? How's it going, man? Thank you for having me, bro. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you're in the NYC, as I recall. Yep. So so how you holding up uh, up underneath uh, this, uh, this 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 quarantine vibration, brother? You all right? What's going on, man? Y'all burning sage over there, man? Trying to get Cuomo to open it up. What's going on? Man, let me tell you something. I'm right, right in the middle of the would-be zombie apocalypse. It's, it's a trip. Um, okay, I got, I got to interrupt uh, you right there. Why, in all of the disaster movies, whether it be Walking Dead or Apocalypse, how come nobody's running for toilet paper? Can you explain that to me? Because I got, I got a philosophy on this, and this, and it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I have a whole other take. Um, now, people are running around trying to get all this toilet paper. Like, honestly. Before the pandemic, me and my girl used to stock up on toilet paper, not because, you know, we'd go to the bathroom every five minutes, but because, you know, it's just something in the house you just want to have. You don't want to have to be in the middle of doing what you got to do, and then you'd be like, oh, man, I got to run to the bodega now. Okay. And I can't use no toilet paper. You don't want to be caught in that position. Right. <laughs> you, you're like mid-push, and you're sitting there like, Oh snap! I forgot to get toilet. <laughs> but I mean, but y'all was <laughs> yeah, that, and it's mad inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so stupid. So, like, my thing is, we had we had stocks of toilet paper over here already. And my thing is, especially if you're somebody living by yourself, right? Okay, and you you sitting there getting like those big thirty packs of toilet paper, and you buying like five of them. It's not like you have a family, right? My thing is, dude. Like, how much, I mean, I, I forgot, can I curse on this? Absolutely, right, right positively. Okay, okay. How, how much shit you going to be taking a day for some of all that kind of toilet paper? For the span of two months, like, I don't understand, bro, like, how much bowel movements you have during the course of the day. Either something you eat or something you not eat. So you yeah, need to yeah. get yourself right. Yeah, you, you know? either but need even some fiber like, or, or, or something, yeah. yeah. Something. But, like, even when you mention, like, The Walking Dead, I mean, there's imp improvising, I guess. I don't know. Like, maybe they use whatever cloth they could find to keep it around, dispose of it, rewash it. Who knows? It's you know, just, at this point, it, like... It's just when people are preparing for a disaster. You know, the yeah. last thing in my mind is toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, it's like the the, the, the toilet paper and the and the ammo was running out in America. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing that gets me crazy. Like when you see all these protesters going, you know, like the open America up protesting sure. people. And, you know, you see them out there. I mean they're they're just being ridiculous by themselves. And then they have the audacity to bring out the dudes with the guns with them. Yeah. 
and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the hell you want to shoot the damn virus? Like, I don't, why? Why do you with the, like, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. So, like, he explained to me how he's going to hit a, 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 a microscopic organism with, with an AR-15 uh, round. Like, I don't, right. how we doing? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of things that don't make any sense, no, but I will no. say. It's in the midst of this craziness. Oh, I'm sorry. In the midst of this craziness, people have been revealing who they really are, and it's very interesting. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Keep going along that line because you about uh, to say something I was going to say anyway. Go ahead. Oh no! Well, I'm just saying it, 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 the one thing, and I would not call this. A, I cannot find the term for it. Um, it the one thing that the, the uh, pandemic has shown us is how people really feel and the way that they view the world and how they react to it. And it pulls back the veil on the way things are really run, which we, we kind of knew already. Mm-hmm. You know, corporations run the world, money runs the world, nobody really cares about your life as a person. And But the thing is, it, it, it has brought everything to life. Those who had some kind of semblance of hope in the system are now beginning to realize that the system never, ever had their best intentions at heart. So, that's the, that's the major takeaway from this entire thing. Okay. You know, it's it's um, the lack of preparation, the lack of, of human decency, the lack of, of being able to process facts and information. It's um, it, it's actually quite depressing to see the way that humans are reacting to this right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we go, we go, we gonna touch the the comic in a second, and 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 this is how we're gonna do it. When I see those people protesting with their AR-15s and stuff, the only reason they can do it is because of white privilege in America. Oh, absolutely. Because black people get the hose on some nonviolent protests. And these motherfuckers is, is, is armed to the teeth with the gas mask, some of them, and some of them, they're not wearing no, nothing at all, like uh, Alex Jones and them. They they just coming out, shaking hands, shaking hands. Now... I got to be honest with you. I'm a conspiracy brother from the root. Because I actually, <laughs> yeah. I seen the document. I'm not one of those YouTube guys that, th- you know, watch a couple of videos, think you know something. No, I went to, you know, the procurement website and say, okay, oh, so why is all of these government agencies buying these hollow points? Okay, I did that and I looked at the research. Oh, okay, there was a plan to break up the, the country in the, was it nine uh, uh, zones or 12 zones and have a governor reach? Okay, I, I, I saw the right. document. So when I see this shit going on, conspiracy brother says, you know, everybody is being counted as COVID ain't COVID. You know what I mean? Somebody <laughs> tripped over a rock, COVID. Uh, you know, somebody <laughs> hit by a meteor, COVID. You know what I mean? Uh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. people been dying of the flu anyway. And they didn't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> and, so yeah. now, and so now all of a sudden, a new flu come out, and they want to shut down the world. But here's the funny thing. Without the conspiracy shit, right? Here's what we know for sure. The whole right. world economy is on a goddamn razor's edge, yo. How can three yeah, weeks of being right. shut down, all of a sudden, yeah. 25 million people is applying for unemployment yep. all for three weeks? I'm, I'm, listen, I'm one of them. I got wow. laid off my regular job. Wow! I got rid of, listen, if if I didn't if I didn't have like some certain savings, sure, um, and, and and to keep me floating for the, for the next like you know three or four months, sure, then I'd have been screwed, you know. Um, but that's all of us. And, and, yeah, and that's, that's all of us. Yeah. Right now. Um, 
Now, as far as what you mean with the conspiracy, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of conspiracy. I, I have a little bit of conspiracy brother in me as well, but I, I, I deal, and I think I said this last time on your podcast, so I don't deal with conspiracy theory, I deal with conspiracy fact. When I see something that's actually proven beyond a shot without a shadow of a doubt, that you realize, you're like, okay, scientifically, this is the best explanation for it. We've, we've gone through all the steps, steps of the scientific method, and we see that this is what's going on. Right. All right. I can see that. But, um, there's a lot of stuff floating around. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't believe in half the things that I read uh, yeah. about what this whole thing is. What I do believe is that this is just an aspect of, of human nature or just nature in general. That just happens every so often in the span of human life. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that keeps getting us is the fact that we rely on systems that are broken to keep us going. Yeah. And now we're realizing that this system doesn't necessarily work. I mean, look, look what happened in, in, in uh, 1918. Mm-hmm. You know, you had you had a pandemic back then. And basically the same things that are happening now were happening back then. The only difference between now and back then is that we have cell phones. Right. So, right, like, right, right, right. You know, right. You, you've got the same mob mentality. You, have, you still have people who are keeping by uh, everything, you know, sheltering in place, social uh, distancing. Sure. Then you also have the people who wanted to go back to work and understand that we still, because people want to be able to make a living and, and still continue to pay the bills and everything else. And that's another aspect that you have to look at. Even in the face of certain death that's being, that's just coming up on your front door, corporations aren't backing down. They right. still want that. They, they still, still want, want that, that bridge. bridge. They still, yeah, they still yeah. want it from them. So it has to, it, it, it goes, there's, there's a lot to dismantle and unpack about all of that. And um, this is this is what I think it boils down to, Chuck. I don't think there's no amount of savings that we can have. I think we need a farm. <laughs> I think everybody needs a farm. We need to go back to the old homestead joint where you and your woman is out there. When you go hunting, she go, she go, you know, the vegetables and shit. We got to go back to Little House on the Prairie, man. Bro, I'm not, I'm not against it. <laughs> I'm not against it. So straight up and down. Listen, this is the other thing too. People. You know, like talking about like uh, self isolation, sheltering in place, and everything. I said that I've been doing that for the past five years. Like, what are you talking about? The only time I leave my house is when I need to go to work. And wow. If I didn't have to do that, I'm like, I don't. People suck. So, I mean, have you seen them before the pandemic? They suck then. How do you think they're gonna be acting now? <laughs> yeah, man. The, it, it's, so it's crazy, man. Do you think Do you think Cuomo has been handling it good in, in your area? My my governor is um in Maryland. He uh, I think he I right, but I, I he I want him to open up sooner. What do you What do you think about Cuomo? You think he's doing the best with what he got? I I think I think I think he's doing what he's got to do. I, I've had my my issues with uh, Cuomo for a minute I, I, i'm not i, I was never 100 percent fan of his okay but i will say that he has been handling this um i mean under the circumstances he's handling the way he can and um you know he's he's also a politician he's hitting certain points i mean i just sure. have to give him credit of him getting a little bit uh real with a lot of things you know there was a one interview today you know i had to give him a little bit of an applause where a reporter and asked him about the protesters that are outside. First of all, he got me because I didn't even know there was people protesting in New York City. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious? So, um, you know, people wanted to go back to work and people saying, you know, open the NYC up again and all that other stuff and everything. Yeah. And he said something that I, I have been um, telling people for the longest and it's something that you brought up before, which is like, 
you know, people die of the flu every year. Like, <laughs> the span of people that die in the United States of the flu is a yearly number. Yeah. We've seen that same number within the last few months. This is what makes this disease stand out. You know, mm-hmm. this, this virus stand out more so than anything else. And it's right. like, it, 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 and here's the comparison that I make it to, right? There's six of us in the room, okay? Mm-hmm. And one guy, the seventh guy comes in with a gun. And he's and it's fully loaded. Full automatic. He can take out everybody in the room. It's not a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Just a regular Glock, right? Take out everybody in the room. Now, if all six of us kind of work together, we may be able to take this dude down. But mm-hmm. you know what? Three or four of us may die in the process. Because we don't know how skilled this gunman is. He could probably pop all of us right now. Or if okay. not, probably take out two of us and permanently damage the other two for life. Mm-hmm. So who's going to be the first one to go after the gunman? Nobody really wants to get in that position. But right. here we are. That's exactly, this virus is that gunman. Okay. He comes into the room. He's like, okay, look, I'm just a guy with a gun. I'm taking some people out. And there's six of us, and he's like, your brothers we can get together. We can probably take this dude down, but he may, he may get, nobody wants to get shot. Right. Hey, so no one's moving. Nobody really wants to do, lose their life. No one wants to sacrifice themselves. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, when you and, put it like that, I mean, I, 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 you can't I argue mean, against the quarantine. You put it like that, that's pretty about, good. Yeah, think, think about, think about like, you know, the percentage, think about the ratio of people who are dying versus the people who are getting it recovering. You know what I'm saying? Like now, I mean, and this is a virus that we don't necessarily know everything about. Now you're talking about like, first with like, oh, the elderly are really right. going to be affected by this. But now you're starting to have a rising number of young folks who are in their 20s and 30s straight up dying that even have healthy immune systems mm. because you have a virus that's unknown to the body so much to the point where your immune system is sending antibodies to, to take out everything but it's taking out other things in your body that doesn't need to be attacked okay which is causing which is causing uh blood clots which is causing younger people in their 20s and their 30s to have strokes yeah i heard you about know? the blood clots that seemed like a yeah. new thing yeah. yeah 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 so it's this is this is a strain of, of COVID of, of the coronavirus, and the only reason why they call it COVID nineteen is because they only found out about it last year, two thousand nineteen. Gotcha. So it's like you know it, the coronavirus has always been around. Yeah. Um, and the thing and the thing is the death now the, the death rate as messed up as it is is not as high as it should be versus how how you can uh, you, you can catch it. The actual you know the the how contagious it is is extremely more higher than the death rate. Okay. This is the reason why, like, you had, like, MERS and, and uh, avian flu that had, like, a 50 to 80% death rate, much like Ebola. But mm. the contagion of it, the, the, the contagious aspect of it was very low. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like a weird bit of a balance. But it's like I said, this, this, this version of the coronavirus is so unstable and it's so unknown to scientists and researchers that we're learning more more things about this daily and weekly as you know people are dying and getting autopsies and everything it's it's just it's a crazy situation yeah. but it's not uncommon in human history this right. is what the whole thing is right, right, right. you know yeah i mean <clears throat> the, the, i'm one of those people that hopes 
that uh that the, <laughs> that the the governors open up the state sooner mm-hmm. because uh, like I know right. people nobody wants to be sick like you said nobody wants to be the guy to to grab the gun and take that 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 shot but at the same yeah. time if I got to be sick I'd rather have sick leave <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the, the, you know what I'm saying I'd rather be I'd rather have the gig if I got to be sick if it's going to come down to it kind of a thing right, right. but um but but the, the, I wanted to admit, I wanted to go back to something that you said. You talked about the people showing up with the protests with the guns and stuff, and they can only do that because of white privilege in America. And and, the, yeah. and yeah. in the two books I got uh, of yours, the bounce books, and I and I ha- I haven't uh, finished the third one. That white privilege is a common theme in your books. And I know that some right. of that is sourced from your experience as a bouncer in New York City bars. Can you talk a little bit about that? I, you know what I mean? Can you, I, just, I just think that's an interesting kind of concept because it's definitely showing up in this whole quarantine thing. I mean, you know, it, it's it's crazy because um, some of the people, I've, I've seen like uh, videos of people with those protests that interviewed. There's a particular look in their face. There's, there's a There's a look in their eye that kind of reminds me of the same people who uh used to come to the bar who just doesn't understand the word no yeah like you know it's like that's like, like a physical assault to them exactly like like perfect example like especially when they're doing something that really would is really wrong like right. if you're in the bar and you whip your dick out and you start pissing in the corner that is wrong right I don't care what race you are. This this point has nothing to do with race at this point. It is unsanitary and it is wrong. And I am telling you no. And their response is, how dare you speak to me? Mm. And that's the same look that I get from all of these other people. It's like, listen, lady, us doctors and nurses are trying to get to work to save lives. We've been doing this. We're working 24-hour shifts. Why are you blocking the roads? There are lives that are going to be right. lost. And then next thing you know, they look at them and they tell them it's like fake news. This is all. This is not real. Shame on you. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Right. Like it. It. it, it it's like you know, if those same people were to go into the hospital with those doctors, the doctors actually showed these people on their deathbeds. The fact that, you know, a lot of these people cannot even be with their families. They have to suffer this alone because this disease is so contagious. And some of them are on ventilators. Some of them are there. And they can tell, those patients can actually speak and tell you that story of what they're dealing with and what this virus is doing to destroy their body. And you still don't look at them in the face and say, I don't believe you. That is an aspect of white privilege. That is life or death. That is that is like you really. I don't have. I don't. I don't think I have the term to even describe how much that that really fucks with. Mm-hmm. Is that you have all the facts presented in front of you. You have physical evidence presented in front of you, and then you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that you do not believe because your way of life which is mundane in nature means more than this, you know, thing that's actually affecting humanity. 
You can't go to the barbershop. You can't go get your hair done. You can't go and and buy your things at Walmart. So you're going to tell me that 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 mundane way of life means more to you than actual humanity as a, as a whole. I just can't understand that mentality. And maybe I'm not meant to. That that's you know, and it's the reason why I can poke fun of it in the comic. Um, it's because it is a it's a mentality and a train of thought that is so far removed from myself that represents an, a, a part of of uh, this country that's that no one really wants to tackle. No one really wants to have an open conversation about it because they feel attacked, or it turns to them becoming violent. It turns to them saying that I'd rather deal and, and accept this cognitive dissonance. You know, I'm sorry. I'd rather I'd rather uh, be violent and crazy towards you than actually deal with this cognitive dissonance right now. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather just go and lash out at you instead of actually sitting down and having a conversation with you. I would rather kill you and mistreat you rather than understand the way that the the, the history of this country created the problems that we have today, which to be quite honest, is mostly at the fault of your forefathers. So instead of having to deal with that conversation, they'd rather lash out. So I, I remove myself from that whole thing. I am not here to um, like explain to another person on how to have some kind of empathy or understanding of human nature and human existence and human history, I'm not going to sit there and do that. The reason why I can poke fun at these motherfuckers anytime I want to. So this, so, uh, so this comic is it kind of a catharsis for you or no? Um, yeah, in some ways, I guess. Or is it like that. a protest? Um, I mean, sometimes I feel like you, you, like you, you virtually body slamming the culture. You know what I mean? In in this yeah. in, in this in this comic. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's because of um, I think it's my own way of dealing with with uh, miscomings of, of um, people. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, you, you you don't know how to be a decent human being. You know, not every we're not going to agree on on everything, but it's like you know, you you be good to each other to I I I can be capable of that. I know I can, I know myself. And even when I do feel myself getting into a, a position where I'm like, oh my God, I can't stand the way this person thinks, I know enough to be at least kind enough to leave the conversation alone. Yeah. But you don't you don't get that same aspect. And especially when you're dealing with someone, you know, when you see them face to face and eye to eye, and then you you begin to realize that no matter what I say, the only way that this is going to end is with me punching you in the face. Right. Like all, all aspects of conversation and negotiation are off the table because yeah. you're dealing with a crazy person. So it's like, so I take that same mentality and I kind of like bring it throughout every, like the comics that I do is kind of like, you know, I indulge a little bit when it comes to comedy and humor, but that mentality of, of like that, that feeling of like, why am I dealing with this kind of person? Right. Why do you exist? Well, what happened in your life to allow you to be this kind of person? You know, so it's and just why, like, and why does alcohol remove all the constraints? It's like, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know that's, like, that's it's, just, 
you take a you take a guy who's kind of annoying and you throw that you put yeah. the alcohol on him and it's like uh all the restrictions, all the restrictions come straight off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. It's it's crazy, man. Like why know, can't people be I'm happy all... drunks? I'm a happy drunk when I do good drunk. I mean, no, but, but, and that's the thing. That reflects on you as a person though. Okay. It's like I've seen it. I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen people who try to hide their um the things that they go through in their own life and they put on a mask and then they drink that that alcohol and the mask melts away. Now, if you are a miserable person, you will see that miserable drunk. Mm. If you are a happy person at heart and you have some positivity in your heart, even when you're sober, you will see that come out. You're just out here having fun. But you get to see people in their worst aspects when that when that alcohol goes exists. Like I used to have there was one the one comic that I did with the uh the guy, the, the, the boss of the ad agency that kept coming in and doing shots, going back up to his, his office and giving his, giving his uh, employees shit yep. and bothering him and sexually harassing them and all kinds of stuff and everything. And, and that, that's actually based on a true story. It was, except it was a woman in this case. Oh, This girl, this older lady used to come into the bar. And it was, I used to have a shift that was, uh, the bar I used to work at was a sports bar. Okay. And we would, we would open the bar early. And, um, probably the, we'd open like around 12. And because um, usually a lot of the games come on in the afternoon, depending on what game season it was. And so my shift would start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, especially on weekdays. And I'd be there, and I remember seeing this one woman comes in. She was a regular, apparently. I, I didn't know. Cause I, I usually, at that point, I just started doing that shit. I was usually working at night. And the bartender, you know, I'll never forget Jen. She was sitting there. She's like, yo, that chick comes in every day. And by 5 o'clock, she is wasted. I feel sorry for her employees. Wow. And I was like, damn, that's messed up. Until I saw it firsthand. She came in exactly when I started my shift. And she was all nice and cordial. Like, hey, how's it going? I hope everything's all right. I'm like, oh, cool. All right, boom. Go to the bar. Two shots. Or whatever she's drinking, I don't know, whiskey or bourbon, scotch, whatever she's drinking. Mm-hmm. She goes back upstairs, right? So I're I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel that, man. You're you in the office, you're kind of stressed out. Come downstairs, you got a local bar that's right downstairs. You're going to get yourself you know, a little bit of lubricate, mind lubrication so you won't have to deal with the stress mm-hmm. like that. I get that. That one shot a day, I kind of get. An hour later, she comes back. Mm. Another hour later, she comes back, and the shots keep by the time it was five o'clock, this woman was wasted. Wow. And it goes back to everything that I've ever dealt with as far as being in an office job mm-hmm. and seeing certain bosses. When you see them in the morning, you know, they're pretty, you know, nice and chill. And by the time they get to the afternoon, they are complete fucking monsters and demons. They're like, what, what the hell happened to you wow. within the span of this eight hours? And then I'm like, damn, man, this job must be stressful. And then I started thinking, it was like, nah, he was probably getting wasted. Wow. And all of that, all of that went away. All the uh, inhibition, everything just went away. And he was sitting there and taking it out on his employees. Wow. You know? So, like, and it's funny because the bartender would tell me, like, yo, you know, after work, a lot of the, you know, it was for an ad agency. Okay. A lot of those people that used to work, they'd come down and complain about her all day. And uh-huh. Just to have a drink to be processed. And I'm sitting there like, wow. That was that was the first time I saw something because you know usually I work when I when I used to work at the door mostly at night like 
you know, I took that shift because I was trying to gear away. It, it was right around the time I stopped bouncing altogether. So I was like, you know, I need to take a break from okay. all the hustle and hustle at the nighttime. I'm going to take a day shift. And then I was just like, wow, that is, that is crazy. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, that's, that is that is crazy. Is weed legal in New York City? Recreational weed? Um, sort of. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big weed guy, so I don't know all the in and outs of it. But from what I understand, it's pretty legal. Like if you're in your crib. Okay. Um, to be quite honest, I think the and the, the leniency of getting caught with weed that you have to. I mean, if you're walking around with like a pound of weed, obviously, right, you're gonna get arrested. But if you have like a joint on you or whatever i don't think it's it's a bad thing i mean i have to don't quote me on that because i'm not too sure right, but right, right. both of my brothers both of my brothers are huge potheads and they just walk around with that shit all day like it's <laughs> i mean before they didn't <laughs> before they didn't but like now like they just like word we can do this now and they're not young <laughs> they're not young they're, they're you know I'm, I'm the oldest but you know we got like 10 year differences between all of us but mm. it's like i'm like damn y'all he's like y'all my, my youngest brother is like, I've been this since high school. So. <laughs> like, you know, but um, yeah, so I guess, you know, yeah, it's, they, they definitely have something. I don't think it's completely legal yet, like California, but yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that once uh, we became uh, recreationally legal in more places, the alcohol consumption would drop. But sometimes I think yeah. those are two different populations of people, I think. Absolutely, absolutely, right. it is. I mean, trust me, there's people who mix the two, which should never happen. Right. Like the the times that I have partaken, partake in the uh, oh god, words just partaken, part partook, mm-hmm. I should say in in the in the magic leaves. Right. You know, I, I I had no need to drink. It was just like the high was good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no need for any people like want a beer. Nope. Ah, good. <laughs> that was it. Like there was no need, but like you got people who mix it too, and they're they're not friendly people, man. When you know you got like a, 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 a drug like weed that, that's supposed to relax you, and yeah. another one that's like a downer. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, I guess it's relaxed, relaxed depression. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I don't get it, but yeah, it's you know. No, it hasn't done anything as far as like the alcohol consumption. Gotcha. The last time I went to a club, it was a while ago, and I had about three Red Bulls and vodka. And, and, Don't ever do that. Don't do that to yourself. And I was like, they they had these white kids dying off of that shit. I was like, these softies, this ain't shit. I got a little weight on me, so I probably wouldn't did it. But I was like, wait a minute, this is too good. It must be bad. <laughs> no, trust me. They, they listen. The, the, the Red Bull vodkas taste good, man, but those things are dangerous, man. Word. Because you got, you know, yeah, dude, you got like. First of all, a Red Bull itself is just dangerous by itself. Yeah, I'm just finding that out. I was you like, know? oh my god, I've been yeah. doing this for ten years, you know. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I found out the hard way. Like I, when I used to work in animation, and this had nothing to do with even drinking anything. That was an animation. And, you know, we'd have to pull in long hours, sure. deadlines and shit. And a friend of mine introduced me to Red Bull. And I was already a, a coffee drinker. I drink coffee all the time. Mm. I come in in the morning thinking I was cool. I was like, oh, let me, um, you know, uh, get a cup of coffee in the afternoon. I'll have a Red Bull. 
And then after a while, it just came to the, uh, I was like, you know, I, I couldn't find, I couldn't go downstairs and get coffee. So we just had Red Bull in the studio. So I just drink those. And my heart began to race, started having palpitations, almost to the point where I was like, no, I can't drink this no more. And the, the days and the, and the, and the out, like certain hours during the day um, that I would drink the Red Bull, and I'm like, I'm not drinking any Red Bull, my heart would begin to race because the body got used to it. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, most of, like, uh, all those things, like, uh, we call them. I think the only one that never really gave me problems was that five-hour energy. Yeah, I, I do that, too, when yeah. I can't get some coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I've done those. Those haven't really messed with me too tough. But, like, all those other things, like Red Bull, Monster, the thing, and the, all the I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And that's the, the, the effect of what vodka Red Bull does to people. It's kind of like low-grade cocaine. Oh, where they just stay, yeah, man. Because you know, they get drunk, but then they're super fucking hyper. Oh, okay. so it's like, you know, it, it's it, it's even worse. It's like, you know, you ever see that episode of Family Guy where Stewie got all Devo and he was like, you know, I'm so vascular when he got all steroids? Okay, yeah, I don't know if you ever and then, and then, uh, he was popping shit with Brian. And and uh, Brian was like, "Stewie, just get out!" Of and he punches himself in the face and starts bleeding. Oh He's wow! Like, Come on, let's go, bro. Yeah, I've I, that, I've seen that. That's the reason why I've seen him so funny. Oh, okay. I've seen that in real life. Oh, I've shit. seen dudes like, "Oh yeah, dude, all kinds of crazy shit. This is too funny." And I'm like, you know, and I mean, yeah, it got crazy at times. Like, you know, you have to end up fighting these dudes, but it, you know, it was just. But see, that's what I'm talking about. There's like a level of. of like that privilege is, is there. Yeah, you can't you can't speak to them. Like if I'm trying to tell you that this is a real virus, this is a real thing, and we need to really start thinking about the facts involved. And while I'm talking to you, punching me in the face, and then you start bleeding, you're like, "Come on, bro!" I'm like, "Okay, apparently <laughs> I'm, there's no conversation here." Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why am I? And that's the reason why I told people to say, "Stop arguing with these people." Online, they didn't come here to have any kind of meaningful conversation with you. They came here to fight. Right. <laughs> they didn't come here for any of that shit. Right. They, those people, those people at the protest. See, here's what you have to think about: the difference between black folks, um, even even First Nation folks, and 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 white people when they protest. Now, if you bring out a whole bunch of Black Lives Matter people and they're sitting there protesting, so let's take Ferguson for example. You all these people protest and everything else. And the chief of police actually says, you know what, fuck all this. I, I, I may not agree while you're protesting, but let's actually have a dialogue. You would have some community leader that would come out and have a dialogue with that person. And everybody would sit there and listen and try to get their point across. It's the same thing with the First Nations when they were um, uh, protesting the pipeline um, that, was, that was being built. When the protest started happening, all they would do is we just need the dialogue with the people in charge to let them know what our grievances are. And they wouldn't even give them that. But you out here, and did we bring guns? We didn't bring guns. None of us did. But then when you, look, when you, when you go to the comparison of this other thing, and then somebody, a leader will come out, let's say, say for example, somebody works, works in the hospital and tries to explain to them what's going on, the real dialogue started happening. And, and, and we're not talking about the people who are just sitting there complaining about, you know, it's my immune system, it's my body, which is funny because I'm sitting there like, you know, this is the same thing you tell the worship people. The worship people have been like, you know, 
pro-choice is a thing like saying, you know, my body, my choice, and not right. saying the same thing. And you, always, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. just, all these things are just reversed. But then when you, when, you, when you bring it to the reverse, you start to see that there is a mob mentality there. And it's, it, it's ready to be ignited at any point. Mm. When so here, here, here's, the, here's my thing, right? Does, <laughs> does the mob, let me, let me rephrase that. Does the people who come to the protests with the guns, do they get their agenda over? I don't think so. They come out. They, they, in my opinion, I think they come out mostly. I mean, it's no them gunfire. Because them like, motherfuckers them went up to the to the Virginia Capitol. They was all up in the Capitol building, and I think it might have been a month later. There, there, that governor over there passed some. Uh, some gun control legislation. I don't know if it was limiting how many guns you could buy or whatever. So I don't, I I almost think, I think that America as an organism, I think her immune system has developed not only a tolerance for protests, but I think sometimes low key, she encourages protests as a pressure valve to placate the people in lieu of real change and progress. Right, right. So let them protest and let's have the dialogue and air quotes, but shit don't change. Well, you also have to think too, and I I totally agree, and and you also have to think about the add-ons of what you're saying. You're talking about various groups of people that are fighting for basic human rights versus a group of people who are fighting for a way of life that threaten the human rights that the other people are trying to protest against. Mm Mm-hmm. So you, 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 when you think about the two factions, let, let, let's let's separate everybody in the one faction. Let, let, let's let's put uh, black folks, First Nation folks, uh, you know, all black and brown, uh, LGBTQ, everybody in the one. Everybody's trying to fight for their basic human rights. Okay, we're gonna put them here on on the right side. And on the left side, you got a bunch of white people. Okay. Which one of those is going to be the thing that ignites first? In my opinion, it's going to be the white people. Mm -hmm. They outnumber us, they have more guns, and they have more hatred and rage in their their heart than anything else. You can't tell them anything. Which, which, even though I've read, you know, books on the whole racist piece and and all that kind of stuff, ISIS Papers is a good book if anybody is trying to come up. But I never understood the anger the only you know because it's like you you got you got access to every fucking thing it's like how much more do you how much more do you want you know what I'm saying it's like, there, there, there is nothing else out there yeah but you know what it is it's 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 a simple basic answer they consider themselves to be the default human being and anybody else is basically lower than them. Is other, they, yeah. For yeah. them to see, for them to see someone else from another country that speaks a language that they can't understand, or whatever, excel higher than them is a threat to their way of life because they could be as mediocre as they can and still get all the praise. Yeah. And when you look at uh, all kinds of people, yes. You know, you, you sit here, you want me to accept your argument of black-on-black crime. There is crime in every ethnic group sure. and every race. It happens. But these things come from a broken system of capitalism. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're inevitable. It happens. Now, if we go and you look at the, the percentage of white-on-white crime, of course it's going to be more than black-on-black black crime because they're the majority. Mm. 
happens more often than you think. But it's like what they do is they like to cherry pick certain things from, you know, every aspect of, you know, right wing or even sometimes left wing media. And to be honest, and, they and don't even like, get arrested. A lot of times they just get off with a warning. Absolutely. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yep. They go, they go, oh, man, Billy, you know, you know I'm going to have to bring you in for this. What are you doing? Yep. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? He's like, well, it ain't my fault I had to shoot him in the face. He was over here messing with my mess. <laughs> All right. You know, it, it was like Billy. Look, I used to know your dad. He'd be real disappointed in you right now. Versus, you know, you walking down the street in the wrong neighborhood, probably lost. Like, what are you doing around here? <laughs> like, ready, no, there's no, there's no. Hey, man, are you are you kind of lost? Do you need help? All right, cool. Here, use my phone. Did, you, did your phone die? Oh, okay, use my phone. You know, that courtesy isn't there. But that same cop will tell you I'm not a racist. Right. But then you don't realize that the action that you just pulled is racist because your first response is to treat me as, as a lesser human being because I didn't look like you. Mm-hmm. And that same mentality actually spans to every aspect of the society, even something in, in entertainment. When you have a bunch of uh, producers and directors in the room who are all white and who are all liberal and awesome and think that they're God's give to the world and then they'll sit there and be like yo we want to tell a story about the black experience just get Scarlett Johansson to play the role you know what I'm saying like I don't <laughs> that, that, lib- that liberal shit is the funniest shit ever man uh, which one I'm sorry say it again I, I have a I have a, a a phrase that I say to myself because I think it's clever I say the difference between mm-hmm. a liberal and a conservative is that the liberals don't mm-hmm. beat their slaves yeah <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know, I mean, it's like, it, yeah. Well, basically, what you said, you, they're going to tell your story. Yeah. You're not in the room, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You're definitely not, in, and that's why I do what I do here. I, I talk right. to black people who make black content because then it, the the diversity question to me is moot at that point. It's like when you right. own your own media, whether it be small, you know, or large, mm-hmm. when you own it, ownership right. matters. Ownership means something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, Absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to worry about how you represent it when you represent yourself. Yeah. Yep. You know? Can't nobody tell you anything. I mean, it's like, you know, there's a few uh, shows that I've watched, you know, while in quarantine and seen a lot of things and, and even like some of the indie stuff, uh, like filmmaking. Mm-hmm. That I've been seeing, which is pretty brilliant. I'm a huge horror horror fan, so like seeing like some of these, I, I, like even today, I, I binged a bunch of like black indie horror shorts that were pretty good. Are you serious? And I'm like, you know, oh, oh yeah, they all out there. See, that's that's the thing. They're there, okay, and they make great content. They make great content. You just no one's covering this stuff. Huh? You know what I'm saying? It's like I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm very visually. And so, like, Resident Evil fucked me up. I seen the very first one, and I still remember oh, when the did. black girl was yeah. in the elevator and the jump was sliding down, uh-huh. and I don't know if she uh-huh. stuck her hand out or stuck her head out. I was done. I was like, and them fucking, uh-huh. uh, uh, them zombie Doberman pitches. I was, I was oh, yeah, like, it was it. Yeah, it was, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. 
Yeah, but you're a, you're a right. horror fan to see. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to Chuck Collins. He's a tremendous author. He, he does this, he does this, this tremendous web comic and print comic called Bounce. <laughs> we talking about fucking politics, culture, everything. You know what I mean? All that good stuff. Well, I'm talking to a brother. That's what you're gonna get on Jonathan Soul. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what you're gonna man. get because you know what I mean. My man got a got an insight. Uh, on, on some stuff, man. But um, so you 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 do horror, indie horror, at oh that? yeah, oh wow, I do, yeah, yeah, I do all of it, I do all of it. I now can't only get me wrong. I watch, I watch all the indie horror. Some of it's good, some of it is not. <laughs> like, but it's just the, as a horror fan, it's the gamble you take. There, sometimes I'll sit there and I watch. I see the concept of a movie. I'm like, that sounds pretty interesting. And I go there and I watch it. And I'm like, that is horrible. And now I give me your range because isn't there like. Jump scare on one end and like I don't know gore on the other yeah. end. Like, what's your range when it comes to well, stuff? Well, you know, like? I'm I'm not a I'm, well, I'll tell you what I'm not a fan of. I'm I'm not a big fan of slashers. Okay, you know, like the, the the mentality of like you know this big dude's knife is gonna come in my house and kill me. Right. You know, my thing is that's a dude. That motherfucker got no demons in him. He ain't got no. He ain't possessed by nothing. He ain't right. from another world. He ain't no alien. He ain't shit. He's just a dude. I'm taking your ass out. Right. Why are you sitting here losing your mind over some dude with just a knife? Like like Halloween. Halloween. Like the, the first couple of Halloweens back in the day when I was younger, those kids shot me. But as I grew, as I grew up, I'm like sitting there like, why did why the fuck did Michael Myers? Why is he a super white man? He's like he's like Clark Kent of the horror world. Right. The motherfucker is, is shooting him, breaking his legs, doing all kinds, and he just get right back up. Like, oh yeah, like I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't, I don't understand. Hmm. But like I think what, what, what my my favorite genre of horror is, uh, is I, I would say it's mostly like cosmic horror okay. or um, paranormal and and, and uh, paranormal horror is pretty. That that's mostly my my wheelhouse. Paranormal um, horror. I think, yeah, okay. paranormal horror. Things like you know, uh, Conjuring. Okay. Or, okay. Yeah, uh, that's okay. You know, yeah, stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, Hereditary was pretty good. Hmm. Um, but like some of the other stuff that I usually watch, much like you know, like Cosmic Horror, which is you know my shit, is is basically things like um, I recently watched. Um, the Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and, and that Patterson kid from Twilight. Oh, no, I never heard that. Um, okay. Yeah, it's really good. Like, it's not it's not a jump scare. It's it's about two dudes back in, like, I think it was like 1876 that take care of a lighthouse and it's just shipping and bones and you don't know what the hell is in there with them. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's just it's a slow burn of a movie. The acting is really good. The the story just it drives you in. Um, and I, I mean, and it, it won all kinds of awards for good reason. I was just like, I, I finally like buckled down and watched it. And I was like, Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, the more recent movie I saw was um, The Color Out of Space, which is based on H.P. Lovecraft's. Um, yeah, I, I like to listen to yeah. the audio books. A lot of people read his stuff mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I think I've seen clips of that one, that new joint. It, it did pretty good, I suppose. It did mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, that, one, that one was pretty good. Um, on another movie I've watched like twice already, which is uh, Void, which is 
which is very, very it, it, it mixes all the elements of like supernatural, cosmic, and uh, it, it kind of reminds me of the thing. Okay. You remember the John Carpenter's The Thing? Sure. Kind of reminds me of that. Okay. The, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah. a very weird mix of that, which is done really, very, very well. Um, okay. But that's the thing. Like, co- cosmic horror is just, it, you don't need a, a, a big, gory monster. This is the thing. Some, some movies that are cosmic horror, you don't need um, to have, like, gore or the big, ugly monster. A lot of that stuff is left up to the imagination, which is, to me, more, more fearful. Anything else, because you can come up with your own monster in your head, you know, depending on uh, the way things are described. But like that, that's pretty much uh, my wheelhouse. I bet you, I bet you, I know what you're not watching. I bet you, you're not watching no stuff about uh, a disease spreading. Like I watch uh, Contagion Uh, a couple of weeks back, scared the shit out of myself, man. Yeah, man. No, you know what I did watch when I was just just I saw the movie already. You ever see that movie called The Crazies? The crazies, nah. Yeah, it's basically a weird twist on the on the whole zombie genre. It's, it's, it basically, it's uh, instead of like the, the zombies wanting to to eat you, it's like they, it's like an, a chemical imbalance that just lets out rage, kind of like Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay, okay, but I saw that one. It's yeah. like, yeah, but they don't want to eat you; they just want to kill you. So it's just like this impulse to just kill. Okay. And you know they they look as fucked up as zombies, but they just want to kill you. Wow. open and chop you with an axe and everything else. Oh shit! But it was, but the way the way that they did it though, it, it started off like a, like a you know like a pandemic. It was it's, uh, it was in the water, mm-hmm. and you had to uh, people had to get out of town, and the government stepped in, and you know started quarantining people and all kinds of other craziness and all that. I did watch that while while I was under while, while I'm still here in the quarantine. Wow! And I'm sitting there like I'm like wow, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> This movie means a lot more than when it did back in 2008. Let me, let me tell you, man. After after I seen Quarantine and the way to, and, I mean, yeah. like Contagion, that movie with yeah. the thing is fucked up is they have real news people in these movies now. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. They'll have fucking yep. uh, uh, Shanjay Gupta and they'll have Wolf yep. Yep. Uh, Wolf uh, from the Blitzer, thing Blitzer. Blitzer, and it's like, yeah. don't do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Now you're yeah, you're warping the, 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 the thing. Like, uh, you know, my perception, you fucking with my perception of reality, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I see the way. There was one movie. Um, my boy, you know, uh, hit me up there in the whole, you know, being, being locked down. He was just like, yo, have you seen that movie called The Flu? And I was like, dude, <laughs> no. Bad time, man. No, but the thing is, no, the reason why I said no. It's because I know me, now I have to go watch it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm curious now. I gotta see it. I don't want to see it, but I think I'll, I think I have a few drinks and sit down and calm myself down and watch this thing. And I actually did because I saw the trailer. And it is, it's a Korean film. Okay. And it's, it, there's nothing, it's not, not no zombie apocalypse shit, nothing else. It's just literally just a deadly ass flu that the balance is broken, so it's highly contagious and it kills at an alarming rate. Oh wow! Like almost ninety percent death. Like oh wow! No immunity, no vaccine has been found, no antibodies can stop this shit. And there, in the trailer, I'm watching it, and there's like it was so many flashes of the things that are happening now. Yeah. People protesting against it. I'm like, I don't understand how you're protesting against the fucking virus, but that we're here. Right. People getting stuck into containers. Oh, people wow. 
and trying to escape buildings. And, you know, you have people who are infected and trying to escape buildings, and then the government's like boarding up the buildings, like you can't get out because all y'all. Are- Oh wow! It was like it was. I was sitting there like, nope. I'm gonna watch demons demons try to take people's bodies over, and I'm gonna be fine with that. Like, (laughs) it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of those movies uh, on YouTube. Yeah, now I'm showing my horror side on YouTube. There's a channel I watch called Top Five Scary, and it's usually like top five scary movies of whatever genre. Okay. They have a list of movies coming out, and they, they also made a list. Uh, like last week's like top five uh, movies to watch while you're self-quarantined and there's like a whole bunch of Contagion was one of them the flu mm. was another one I was like oh see I ain't watching nah don't do that man I'm good I'm don't good do that, man <laughs> listen, listen brother man like I like yeah. I promise you 30 minutes like I promise and uh, it, I know it, <laughs> 30 minutes like I promise brother <laughs> Can you uh, can you talk about this uh, this book you're going to be working on with uh, John Jennings, who's also been on the program, another tremendous artist? Uh, this Megascope yeah. book. Can you talk about that? Um. So okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Jennings, absolutely amazing. Um, I've known John for 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 a very long time. I can't even put years on it right now at this point. But um. And didn't he organize yeah, uh-huh. the uh, comic book uh, convention? Uh, your comic book. Sh- uh, uh, happening at the Schomburg. Is that him too? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was, I, I think it's under uh, new management now, but he, for a while, yeah, he was running uh, Black Comic Fest in okay. Schomburg here in New York. Okay. Um, but yeah, he signed, uh, he, he basically got up with Abrams. Uh, Abrams is a uh, big publisher here in New York. Uh, they, I, I can't even sit here and tell you a list of some of the stuff they put out, but they put out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, he signed a, a deal with them. He, he has his own brand under them called Megascope, and has a whole uh, bunch of books that are coming out from, uh, or with a lot of great uh, artists and, and everything. So I'm, I'm working on one of the books that he's doing. Fantastic. Um, called called uh, Death's Day with... Um, Daniel Jose Older, who's, you know, Daniel Jose Older of, of Shadow Shaper fame, New York Times bestseller. Okay, okay, um, yeah, he's kind of like know, a popular uh, writer right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's currently uh, doing some Star Wars novels. Oh, wow. Um, so, okay. I, uh, I'm pretty excited to, to be working on this. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's at the beginning stages, you know, mm-hmm. he's doing, like, character design stuff and everything, but um, it's, it's pretty dope so far, and um, yes, I, I don't think we're. I'm, I'm probably not gonna. The book is probably gonna be out for another year and a half or so. But mm-hmm. you know, that's basically what I've been working on now. And uh, you know, like I said, beginning stages. But it's a really exciting project. There's a whole bunch of people who's involved with it, um, and it's it's definitely pretty dope. Excellent. Um, so I'm gonna be working on that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's right up my alley. Like natural kind of horror type stuff so I'm, I'm ready to go with that okay cool man where can people pick up uh the various uh versions of um various issues of uh bounce um you can go to gumroad.com slash the bouncer um i got uh the first two volumes of bounce which is um volume uh one is first round of shots volume two second round of shots and i have a third book which is 
my collection of my favorite, my personal favorite comics, which is uh, Bounce Top Shelf Hits. Um, you can get them all on Gumroad for uh, digital. Um, right now, I'm kind of sold out of all the physical copies. Um, hopefully, I can get some more in, but you can definitely go out there and, and get all the stuff digitally. You can read them on your phone, iPad, computer, big screen TV, whatever you, if any device that can read a PDF, you can read it on that. Fantastic, fantastic. Brother Chuck Collins, it's been an honor to have you on the program, brother. Oh, man, it's always an honor to, to, to come back on, man. I, I, I want to personally thank you because you, you were actually one of the first podcasts that I've ever done, you know, when I first created Bounce. So it's true. Anytime, man, anytime you want me back on or something, I am more than willing to.